The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello. Hi, Scott. It's Eric Zane. Hey, Eric. How are you? Very well. How's it going? Uh, things are going well. Nice, Can't nice. Complain. Hey, I saw your article on uh, FGR.com about the mm-hmm. passing of Eris. That's how I yep. found out that information. That is terribly sad. Eris was one of the good guys in the broadcast, broadcasting industry. He really was. I, I only had uh, a few moments that we spoke, but I had to establish some type of rapport with him. Uh, once his health issues started, and by the mm-hmm. way, if you hear my dog uh, snoring in the background, that's pretty much the nature of the beast around here. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, he uh, was a, a fantastic soul, and it just it, it's breaking a lot of people's heart that um, that he passed. But you know, Eris is a guy that he comes from an era, Scott, where like uh, the, the, uh, hosts on the radio were bigger than life. If you remember, you know, they, they, oh, most, they, most definitely. I mean, I grew up listening to Harris and then, you know, years down the road, it was an honor to be actually work side by side with him at, uh, at KLQ back in the early nineties. But he, he was, it was back then, you know, all your uh, radio personalities were local. And when you called the radio station, you knew that that person was going to be on the other end of the request line to talk to. And they were there. They were bigger than life back then. Like you said, it's like they were they were local celebrities that really were well respected by the community. And unfortunately, that just doesn't happen. anymore. Yeah, it, it is. It's remarkable because if you think back to when because uh, we're about the same age, like you had the uh, television news people were enormous personalities locally mm-hmm. and then the radio guys and LAV yep. in particular, that station, yep. you know, every single air person, every different time slot was like its own um universe and it, right. you know and uh and it was something yeah and that was all, that, that was also that time when when fm you know and Arison and, and the, the whole uh group over at la he first started that format i mean it, fm radio was just getting underway i mean at, at, at that point am was everybody was listening to am on their on their car stereos and fm was just this new format and so not only was it a new format that actually sounded so much better than AM radio, but they were doing the whole progressive rock album rock thing that no one else in the in the in the in the in the, in the state or at least in the city was doing at the time. And there were very few stations even in the country that were trying that type of format. But it it worked and worked well here in West Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. And because uh, I I didn't grow up here, but I grew up in in Detroit where it was similar. You had um, uh, the riff to me was mm-hmm. was. Uh, and that's what I thought when I did discover LAV. I was like, well, boy, the, the way people gravitate towards it um, right. is, is similar type of fanaticism, you know? Well, and, 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 and I think it was just that I put a little aside in my article, too, about Harris. And, and, and I never got confirmation on this, but it wouldn't have surprised me. But I'd often heard the rumor that back at the old LAV days, Harris uh, actually brought in a metronome and had it going when he was a song. And he would use that beat of that metronome to make sure that the next song he played matched that beat 
exactly when he faded into the next song. So there wouldn't be, you know, just a little bit of an off beat. It was this continuous beat. And that was just, I mean, that was the perfection that he put into each one of his airships. I mean, he wanted to make sure that it was the best that he could present with the best music and the, the best information that was out there. Well, uh, gone too soon. I know he struggled because he had lost his voice. And of all the things to, I mean, my God, I can't even imagine. But I I was able to communicate with him over the years. And we would text back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was nice. But uh, definitely gone too soon. And I'm I'm, I'm glad you uh, wrote that article because it was, it covered a lot of ground. And it included uh, links to, didn't didn't you say he was, uh, he had formed a, uh, he was in a band? He was many, many years ago. He started out as a, a teenager. He was in a band called the Soulbenders, and they had a, a couple of songs that that uh, locally went right up to number one. And then they later changed their name to Flegathon, and uh, they continued with their success. And he was the keyboard player and the, the lead singer. And in fact, you can still find some of those um, uh, songs up yeah. on YouTube. And like I said, I've got a couple of them in, in the link on the article yeah. there at www.gr.com. But yeah, and then, and then his life, uh, love for co- the music just continued when he got his first job in radio in LA at the LAB in the early 70s. It was just his, his love for music extended his whole life. I mean, he was on the air. He then went into collecting records. And the first time, I remember I always heard about his, his massive record collection, album collection. And the first time I actually was uh, at one of the parties at his house, and he, he took me down into the, the basement room. And the basement room was huge. I mean, it took up pretty much all of his basement. And you walked in there, and it was like a record store warehouse. There was just shelf after shelf after shelf of thousands of records. And every one of the records had a 3 by 5 card with all the album cuts on it and all the time. Ah. And he just... He, his, his attention to detail, all that stuff was just remarkable. And then from that love of music, it went into a love of movies. And he was one of the first people that made, um, uh, laser discs, movies on laser discs right. available in West Michigan. When yes. he opened up his disc shop at that point, it was on 28th street, but later he opened it up there at uh, celebration cinema over at Nats corner. My God. Yeah, I, uh, it, it's it's really uh, staggering the uh, what what he was into. I wonder if the album collection still exists. I think he used part of that. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't exist to the mass that it, it, it did at one point. So I know he was using a lot of that, selling off some of the rare records he had for his retirement. So okay. uh, I, I'm sure, like I say, nowhere near matches the number that he had at one point. But I'm sure there's still something, you know, there in the collection. And, you know, and who knows what's going to end up with that, you know, with, with, with right on, the right on. And, and, yeah, deciding what they're going to do with that stuff. Any chance when you visited Eris, you guys busted out the hippie lettuce back in the day? <laughs> oh, I didn't personally with Harris, but I'm sure there was some of that going on. <laughs> uh, as we do this live on Twitch, Chris in the audience writes, I still love hearing Scott on the radio and his tidbits of info on WFGR. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, this has been a career for you. I've been 34 years now on the air here in Grand Rapids, and it's been, it's been a fun run. There's been some ups and downs along the way, but... You know, overall, it's been a it's been a great run, and I'm grateful for you know every day I can still do it. That is awesome. All right, well, I tell you what, I appreciate the time and uh, uh, adding your uh, personal insight to the uh, uh, very sad passing of yep. um, a terrific, terrific radio personality and a wonderful human being, uh, the one and only Aris Hampers. I appreciate you, Scott. People can check you out on WFGR. What time are we going to listen? 
I'm there from 2 to 7, Monday through Friday, and then they're on the middays on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. Love it. That's a lot of Scott. We need more Scott. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good one, buddy. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. See ya. Scott Winters. A uh, long time, like you said, 34 years on the radio in Grand Rapids. And uh, rest in peace, Eris Hampers.